Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Three, two, one. This is the Fight Fan with your host, Pete Hoffman. You can follow me on all social media, which you know by now, at the Hoff WFAN, at the Fight Fan WFAN on Twitter, at Hoff WFAN on TikTok, and everywhere else is at the Fight Fan with Pete, or the Fight Fan with Pete Hoffman. Uh, that's Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Odyssey app, and WFAN.com. Also, if you follow me, you could always follow me on Tiki and Tierney, Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., or on the Rico Bronya podcast, which I produce. Uh, it is a Evan Roberts-hosted podcast, and I help out there as well. So if you guys are Mets fans, you'll see me there. And then among the other shifts I do for WFAN as well, and wherever else, or also on the baseball field, because that's where I spend most of my days. If I'm not watching MMA, which this weekend is actually pretty packed. You have, it's Friday right now when I'm recording this. You have Bellator, you have the PFL on Friday, you have BKFC on Friday, and then you have the event on Saturday for UFC. So a huge weekend as far as fights concerned. But we will get into what I do want to get into is the Aaron Judge stuff very quickly. I know it's not MMA related or combat sports related, but I do want to get into the Aaron Judge stuff very quickly because I'm not on this air, the air this weekend, and I just want to clarify something. Aaron Judge is one of the biggest superstars in the game today. This is not a troll job by anybody. This is just the reality. He is that good. I would take him on the Mets. I would take him. I think 29 other teams besides the Yankees would take him too. And that is the biggest issue right here. The Yankees are actually in a money crunch situation, which they will never tell you about. They will never say, we can't afford Aaron Judge. But if you look at the luxury tax thresholds, they don't want to get to the next threshold. So they're doing their best impossible to avoid getting to those thresholds. Hence why they didn't want to give Judge $21 million because that's money that they could save and they could try to add to someone else when they bring in, whether it's a trade or if somebody else is available free agency, which I mean, not many people are available free agency, but still, if they claim somebody, they could add and spend money towards other assets rather than go all in right now with Aaron Judge, which is why he's not going to get a contract this year. And it's hard for the Yankees to publicly state that when they're the biggest business they they are the the they are the most expensive team in sports if i'm correct at least in the four major sports 
they are seven worth seven billion dollars. I think they're number one. If not, they're number two to like the Cowboys. But regardless, they're worth seven plus billion dollars. So how are the Yankees supposed to tell the fans, hey, we can't pay Aaron Judge this year because we're trying to stay under a luxury tax? They can't do that. So instead, they're going through this game with Aaron Judge. However, by going through that game, you are allowing Aaron Judge the opportunity to hit free agency. And that will cause a huge debacle that will fall on the Yankees' lap. You're right. People are right. He will most likely stay a New York Yankee. However, the price tag on him is through the roof now. If the Yankees are going to be willing to pay him what he wants, if they win a World Series, if he's the MVP of the league, MVP of the World Series, I mean, $250,000 is nothing. That's great. That's, That's the show face. Hey, thank you so much for doing it. That ups his price tag on the free agent market. So you're talking about a guy who's going to be worth over, well over 300 mil. I mean, you're talking about someone who could put in, ask for 350, and someone's going to pay it. If Alex Rodriguez, I know this is a long time ago, but if the Texas Rangers put up a stupid contract for Alex Rodriguez for 250 million dollars, I believe, for however many years, why would there not be an owner that says, you know what? Aaron Judge is a difference maker on and off the field. He'll sell tickets. He'll He's the biggest star in the game. We're close to it right now. We have an opportunity to bring him in. If all it takes is to put him at like 350, 380, whatever the case is, for 10 years, whatever. The Angels did that with Albert Pujols. I know it backfired because they really didn't win anything. And the end of his career was, was kind of terrible. And, you know, now it's at the Cardinals right now because there's a DH. But the fact is someone out there will say, I don't care about the last five years of his deal if it's a 10-year contract. I don't care about the the last four years of a deal if it's on a nine-year contract or three years or four years, whatever it is. They don't care. What they need is right now. And Aaron Judge in any uniform in the MLB is a game changer. Now, listen, is it going to be as prolific if he goes to the Pirates? No, because... There's a lot of other things they need to do to make that a, a big deal. And however likely of, of the Pirates going and dishing $300-plus million towards Aaron Judge is you know, highly unlikely. But there are teams that will take a risk. There, and all it takes is one, and we see it every year. There's always one, and Aaron Judge is a superstar. So the Yankees have put themselves in the situation, and they cannot – commit to him until 2023. That is the first year they can commit to him. Because if you look at the books, it's 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 point blank in your face. He's going to get paid as soon as 2023 hits, whether it's by the Yankees or someone else. He may counter. He may go, listen, Yankees, you have an opportunity to match. You want to do it? It's up to you. If he wins a World Series, wins an MVP, and then someone's going to say, hey, listen, we're going to give you $400 million, and it's not the Yankees, I have a feeling he's going to say yes. So it's just, and I'm not going to belabor the point anymore, but 
for any Yankee fan that is confident he'll return, there's got to be a little bit of doubt. And that's not a troll job. That is just reality. It's sometimes bigger. Like, look at Anthony Rizzo in the beginning of the season talking to Aaron Judge saying, don't give in. Do not. This is your only time you're going to get offered a crazy amount of money. Go get it. And he's putting on a one of the best seasons, first of all, of his career probably, but of anybody else. Like, I mean, he's a leadoff hitter. He's got almost 30 home runs. It's not even the it's not even halfway yet through the season. We're not at an all-star break. So he's putting on an amazing career performance, gamble of a lifetime, and it's paying off. And that is why I say there's got to be a little bit of caution when it comes to the free agency period. Wish the Yankees could go. I wish they could go and just sign him right now, but they can't, and that is the biggest issue. So, again, that, that's nothing too crazy. Sorry to, you know, if you are here just for MMA and strictly MMA, like, what are you talking about? Well, had to get that off my chest because I don't – I, it's ne- what I talk about when I talk about Aaron Judge. It's never a Mets Yankees thing. It's just a a, 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 a an a objective view on the whole situation. How the Yankees kind of played themselves, and it's baseball in a nutshell, and it's. It's a situation that goes throughout baseball all the time and all sports all the time. Look at the NBA. Like you have Kyrie and you have KD, Kevin Durant, looking to like get out of Brooklyn or rumors or they're trying to get out of Brooklyn because, you know, they're not getting their way and they're not getting paid the amount of money they want. It's all about money in the end. That's all they want is money, especially if you just if you want a championship. At that point in time, you could go down as the greatest player of all time. I don't think Aaron Judge thinks that about himself, maybe he does. But the the championship factor is just one notch. The money factor is reality. They all want to get paid. And for baseball players, someone like himself, who had to go through all arbitrations, who didn't get offered a huge contract to get paid out of a contract or whatever it is, like look at Trout, they, they bought out uh, years of arbitration. Judge was never offered that. They never offered to buy out judge of his arbitration. So that that's that's part of it. That that's a big part of why they're in this scenario right now. Anyway, all right. So let's get to the fights really quickly. Um, again, Bellator has a fight tonight. We'll go Bellator first because, you know, I I hate to be mean, but that's my least favorite promotion I think of all of them. And I, I hate to be like that, but that's just kind of how I feel sometimes. And but listen, they are in Connecticut. Uh, it's actually not a bad card. I hate to say that because you know, it's I I you know not to, I always I always criticize them, so I'll just try to avoid criticizing them. That's all. Here we go, Mohican Sun, which is nice. I was actually hoping to try to get to this event or one of the other ones coming up soon, but I'll make the Long Island one. That's what I'm definitely gonna make a make a Fabio Aguilar. So no, that's not the guy. Uh, Cody Law's on there. My buddy's going up there. Greg Caserta, if you know him at all. He's going up to go check out Cody, his buddy Cody Law, who's fighting on the prelims. Uh, Alejandra Lara versus Lara Joan. 
women's flyweight fight. So Hamasi's on the on the fight, which is not bad. He's I think he fought a little bit of UFC for a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was on the show, uh, Ultimate Fighter. So he's there. Kat Zingano, Zingano, excuse me, versus Pam Sorensen's on the that card. Actually, not bad for prelims. Brent Primus, former champ, is on there. Uh, Dan Moret, and that's about who I know on the prelims. Then you have the main card, Brennan Ward, Ward versus Cassius Kane, Magomed Magomedov versus Enrique Barzola, uh, Leandro Higo versus Danny Sabatello. Danny Sabatello we've had on the podcast before. Good interview, good fighter, good wrestler, so that'll be very interesting. And then you got Gegard Musasi versus Johnny Eblen. So that is the main card. Listen, Musasi's a great fighter. Musasi's unbelievable. So you got to give respect Anytime he's on a main card, you want to watch him because he's that freaking good. Um, Magomed, Magomedov is pretty good, too, though. And Danny Sabatello is very interesting to watch. He's a good dude. Uh, very vocal and fun, that is for sure. That is tonight, Mohegan Sun. So if you're listening to this and you want to run out this Mohegan Sun, go for it. Uh, what is the PFL? Is it week five? You got Brandon Logdon. Versus Ago Huskick. Alejandro Flores versus Rachel Kudu. Now, Juan Adams. There we go. Juan Adams is on the card. He's on the ESPN Plus card. Juan Adams, have, former heavyweight UFC fighter. He's on there. Heavyweight fighter versus Sam Key. Lance Palmer, which is crazy that he's on the prelims. Or Shaman Marais. Um, But so that's a good fight. You have another former UFC fighter. Maurice Green versus Dennis Goltsov. Uh, heavyweight fight. See, that's the thing is, like, again, PFL's sneakily stealing a lot of names. Some of them are not the best, but still names from the UFC, people that you thought were going to be more productive that didn't have a lot of opportunity. So it's it's interesting to see that some of these names pop up. You're going to see some more. Uh, Bubba Jenkins, we know, versus Ronaldo Exxon. Um, Anta Dalija versus Shelton Graves. Chris Wade, my boy Chris Wade is on the card, versus Kyle Bokniak. Uh, Kyle was a former UFC fighter as well, so he had a he had a decent run, and then they they you know lasted very shortly though, and then not shortly but whatever. He had a run in the UFC, then they caught him, and now he found ways to PFL facing Chris Wade. That's pretty good. Uh, Renan Ferreira versus Clinton Abreu, Anthony Showtime Pettis. I mean that that's the example that we really should really just think of. Anthony Showtime Pettis. Has had major fights in the UFC, uh, and he's fighting Stevie Ray on this uh, PFL event. Then Bruno Capalazzo versus Matthias Scheffel uh, to round out the the PFL Week Five BKFC. Who's on BKFC this week? I don't see the the okay. Jimmy Rivera versus Davis. You got Beck Rolling Rollins versus um, Hart Beltran, Hart whatever you want to call her. Uh, and then Brito versus Palomino. That's a good fight. Diaz versus Ricci. It's for a championship bout as well. But the Rawlings, Hart, Brit Hart, and the Davis Rivera fight. Those there's some top loaded event. That starts at eight thirty. I don't know how you guys are gonna watch all this stuff because I don't think I'll be able to watch it all. It's a lot going on, but that's a pretty decent. Those four fights, pretty decent. I would definitely um, check that out. And again. 
we talked about last week, Greg Hardy's on the card too. Uh, not on the card, but he's in BKFC. And there's a lot of people making their way to BKFC, so it's interesting. Uh, next week, by the way, UFC 276, which is going to be an awesome pay-per-view, so we'll dive into that more. But this week, you got UFC Sirakian Sir versus Gamron. Okay. Interestingly enough, I think a lot of the underrated fights, I don't know if it's underrated, but more interesting fights to me are, are, are fighters, I should say. They're on the prelims. Uh, yeah, Vanessa De- Demopoulos versus Jin Yu Fry, both good strawweight fighters. Demopoulos, we've heard her had her on the show. We know her background's pretty interesting, and she's just a really you know spitfire of, of a fighter. You know, should be fun. They're kicking off the prelims. You got Brian Kelleher. I mean, he's always throwing haymakers throughout the fights. So usually puts on a good show. If you're looking for action, Kelleher is the way to go. I mean, last week was the same way, too. There's a lot of knockouts, a lot of finishes. So I'm not saying there's going to be tons of finishes, but you're just looking for exciting fights. And Brian Kelleher always brings it. He'll fight in Mario Bautista. You got J.P. Buys versus Cody Durden. Should be a nice, fun fight on there as well. Julian Pava, one of the bantamweights. I love watching that guy fight. Now, if he's 26 years old, I know he scuffled his last fight, if I'm correct. Let's see. Yeah, because he lost to O'Malley last fight. He got KO'd in the first round. I like him a lot. I think he's got a lot of potential in the bantamweight division up until that. He lost to Kai Kara France in 2019, lost to Rogerio Bontorin in 2019, but then made a one-two, hit a three-fight win streak going into the O'Malley fight last December, um, UFC 269 versus O'Malley. And I know it was a knockout, but but that just shows a level of, that O'Malley's at, I don't think it under, you know, I don't want to take anything out of, from Pava at all. I mean, he's a good fighter. I think he's exceptional, and you should definitely watch that. He's facing Sergey Morozov, a uh, little bit older, 33 years old, but less of a height and reach advantage. So the, the, that both goes to Pava. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, Shy Leon versus TJ Yilan versus TJ Brown. Um, and then the main uh, main prelim is not bad. Tafan Nchukwi versus Carlos Erlberg. Erlberg, 31, 6 and 1, 6 foot 3, 77 inches. Where good, uh, Nchukwi, 6 foot 77 inches. So he's a little short about the same reach. It's interesting. Now he's 27 years old, a little bit younger too. It's interesting. You see these fighters that, that are shorter but have the same reach. They can keep their distance. Now listen, they're looking up at their opponent, but they, they could they could hit them with shots that are unexpected because they can still find their 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 punch. They can still locate it and still create their distance. So Ichukwi is pretty good. Um, so that'll be a fun, interesting fight. When, how, he lost to Merzaknov in March. But beat, beat Mike Rodriguez, that's right. He had two out of three were by decision, and the one that he lost was he got... TKO'd in round three versus Azamat Berzakhanov uh, back in March. Main card, interesting. You know, I'm not dogging it at all. Chris Curtis is on it. Love Chris Curtis. He's been making some some headway. He's had some great fights. Again, Chris Curtis, 34 years old. He has been around for a while. He's been making his way. And he beat Phil Hawes, who beat Deron Wynn last week. He also beat Brendan Allen. Both by knockout. So Chris Curtis is on this like exceptional ride in the middleweight division. 
He's going up against Rodolfo Vieira. Now, do we know if this is going to put Chris Curtis in in a ranked fight in a spot where he's going to, you know, I don't want to say excel because he's been excelling. But does he put him in, put himself in a spot of some sort of contention where it's like, okay, we get a fast road now to some sort of like a top five fight for him, top ten fight for him. I don't know. I don't know how they view Chris Curtis. This is going to be a good fight. Good match. 8-1 Rodolfo Vieira. Vieira is a little bit younger. He's taller, but again, that reach thing again, too. Chris Curtis, 5'8", 75.5-inch reach, where Vieira is taller. He's got a shorter reach, 73. So Curtis has those long arms, man. I mean, that just you're able to tag your opponent, and they just don't understand how someone shorter than them is able to touch him up. Well, that's how. So we'll see. Hopefully, Chris Curtis can can keep the the streak going. Now you got Nathan Menez versus Umar Nurmagomedov. Uh, that'll be fun. Nurmagomedov. Nurmagomedov is twenty six years old, and the height and reach is not in his favor. But he is fourteen though, and Nurmagomedov is um, looking to be stay undefeated as he moves up the the ranks in the bantamweight. You got Tiago Moises versus Martin Day. That should be interesting. Josh Parisian versus Alan Bidet. I'm definitely saying that name wrong, but heavyweight fight, so it's always fun. Neil Magny. This is now, okay. The Sir Zerk, the Sirukian versus Gamert fight is the main event, but this Coleman is actually like really freaking good. Neil Magny, 26 and 9, welterweight fighter. He's always had some ups and downs, but. He's found himself to be on top and be, you know, some electric wins by Neil Magny. He's going up against the undefeated Shavkat Rachmanov. Now, Rachmanov, you might not know him that well. He's 27 years old, 6'1", 77-inch reach, whatever. Who cares about his freaking reach? Guy is just pummeling his opponents. He's that good. You've seen him versus the, uh, the, the, the Cyril Gon versus Volkov fight. He was on that card. That was last year. He beat Michael Prezeras. He beat Carlston Harris in February this year on the Hermanson versus Strickland fight. You don't know him. Now, he hasn't been tested crazy, but this is a huge test for him versus Neil Magny. I see him just burning through Magny. Like, Magny's a legitimate fighter. No one's going to take anything away from him. He's really good. Um, he can find his way, whether it's on the ground, stand up. He's he's very, um, very versatile. But Rachmanov is special. It's different. You see the guys, and he just seems to be very special. So this fight, I, I would, I'm definitely gonna lean towards Rachmanov. He's just like a complete fighter, you know. And Magny has some off days. You've never seen an off moment with Rachmanov. So that's why, you know, this is gonna be a tough test for Neil Magny. I feel like Rachmanov is gonna be able to breeze through this, but. On the other hand, we've seen that before, too. This is where Neil Magny, his professionalism, he's a vet. He's 34 years old. You know, you try to pass the torch from some of these guys because, I, you know, Neil Magny, can he make a run to a welterweight, you know, championship fight anytime soon? I don't think so. I just don't think he has it in the cards. He's 34 years old. You never know. This is like the tipping point for him. He could skyrocket from here, maybe give him a couple more fights. But I feel like Rachmanov is that guy who is going to soar quick to go up against, you know, could he face a Kamaru Usman? Not yet. Not yet. But he is that good. Rachmanov is that good that maybe in a couple, 
yeah, a year or two. Maybe he's that Yuri Prashaka type of guy who was like, oh, these guys only had like five fights in the UFC. How is he getting a title fight? Well, Neil Magny could jumpstart it. Could jumpstart his, not career, but jumpstart that into reality. Uh, you know, you look at Neil Magny. He's been around the UFC since 2013. He's had some tough fights. You know, he lost the, uh, let's see, he beat Max Griffin by, uh, this is recent fights, going backwards. Beat Max Griffin by decision. Beat Jeff Neal by decision, which is very crazy because Jeff Neal's got that, you know, he's very hard striker. You were looking for uh, someone who, I was just looking for a knockout. That did not happen. But he did lose the, to Michael Chiesa. Okay, so he is, there's a possibility. Like, Chiesa's not the striker. You know, he's he can strike, but he's more of like a ground control guy on the ground. That's where he really works his game. So that's maybe the deficiency of Magny, and that's where Rachmanov excels. So that's why this is pretty dangerous. Now, he did beat Robbie Lawler. Again, another striker. Anthony Rocco Martin, striker. Li Jingliang, striker. You know, so there's that. This is going to be a difficult fight for Neil Magny. Now, again, he lost to Ponzinibbio as well, and he is kind of a striker, Ponzinibbio, and he's very versatile on all levels. Um, but this is this is gonna be a nice test. This will be a nice test for Magni and Rachmanov, and we'll see what happens. All right, uh, I will be back. That's about it for now. There's really not much. I mean, there's tons of UFC news popping up all over the place. Again, UFC pay per views next week. That'll be fun. But I will be back with more. Uh, I'm not really sure when I'm gonna be on the air next, but we'll we'll find out. Oh, actually, I am. I'm on this week. Forgot I'm on Wednesday. Do the bridge show from 637. So I'm on WFN then. I'll see you guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you for following. You're listening to the Fight Fan with Pete Hoffman. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 